Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. Got a really important show tonight because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Not always a happy topic, but an important one because a lot of forms of abuse and violence, as I've talked on the show before about, have been normalized. And yes, we want to identify it in other people and in our relationships, but we first want to identify it in ourselves. Are we an abuser? And what forms might we be engaging in abuse? And it's it's a health it's a difficult, difficult form of self-reflection and self-awareness. But as I say on the show all the time, mental health is really considering the impact we have on other people and considering the impact other people have on us and making decisions about who should remain in our lives, who has earned the right to be a part of our lives based on how they treat us. We deserve respect from anyone who's relating to us. And just because someone's been in our life for a long period of time and domestic violence centered, just because they're our husband or our wife or our boyfriend or our girlfriend or whatever it might be, doesn't excuse it. And it's gendered. Some people think, ah, male on male, uh, you know, abuse, that's not domestic violence. Yes, it is. Female and female. Yes, it is. Even female towards male. Yes, it is. A female hitting or slapping a man is assault. That's physical assault. That's illegal. That's abusive. That's violent. So it's not gendered. A female to female, male to male, female to male, that is domestic violence. That is physical assault. Um, and other forms of assault, because we, we talk about domestic violence, it's not just about the physical, it's also about the emotional, psychological, the social, and sometimes even the financial. And as I said, some of this is normalized. Do all parties have access and control and awareness over the finances? Awareness being where the money's going, what the money is spent on. If you don't, start making that a priority in your relationship. Ask questions. I cringe when I'm working in couples or individually and one of the partners says, oh, my partner handles finances. And I say, oh my God, please tell me you are pulled in to some extent. Please tell me you do ask questions. Please tell me you have looked at paper that has the accounts information. If not, start doing that. You want to be brought in and aware of that, even if you don't quote unquote handle the finances. We all should be aware of the finances because we are impacted. And if you are withholding misspending, lying, manipulating, you are engaging in a form of domestic violence and abuse. It's the financial abuse component. So let's look in on that. Let's weigh in on that. Let's talk about that. So wake up call. If you have no idea what's going on, what the bank accounts are, access to them, what's in them, ask for that. And weekly, monthly, sit down and look at it, review it, be an adult. That's called being an adult in an adult relationship. That's how you empower yourself. Now we also talk about social abuse. Does your partner or husband or wife or whoever shame you for having friends, talking to friends, seeing friends, spending time with friends? That's a form of domestic violence and abuse. 
if we're in a loving relationship and I'm assuming we're with people we trust and people that trust us, you would say, have fun. I'll see you when you get home. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy your friends. But if you're in a relationship with someone where you punish your partner when they go out to see friends or you are texting them the whole time they're out saying, what are you doing? Who are you with? You're engaging in some form of social abuse, also some emotional and psychological. We shouldn't, our people's lives should be made bigger as we're brought into them or as we bring people into our lives. So check in on that. Do you feel bad? Are you made to feel bad if you want to text a friend, see a friend, do something without your partner, or your husband? We should be doing that. That form of control should not exist. Then we talk about the emotional and the psychological. Is there name calling, putting down, shaming? Does your partner body shame you? That's a form of emotional and psychological abuse. That's, that would fall under domestic violence in my definition. Yeah, it's violence. We shouldn't be talking negatively about our partner's body. We shouldn't be talking negatively about our partner. In a healthy, adult, securely attached relationship, we have each other's backs. We realize that our partner's self-esteem is impacted by how I treat them and talk about them, and I take that seriously. And because I love them, I would never want them to be made to feel bad. As a primary partner, you should be a part of making your partner feel good and great. So if there's name calling, shaming, being put down, that's a form of abuse and violence. That is a form of domestic violence. If you do that, stop doing that. Work on impulse control. Work on learning how to be a better partner. Work on getting rid of resentments. If you're in a relationship with someone who does that, call it out. Tell them it won't, it can't happen anymore. Set some boundaries. And if it continues to, it's time to exit because you are in an abusive relationship. And then finally, the physical, which is the most clear, sort of, we're aware of hitting Spanking, yes, spanking your child is a form of violence and abuse. We wouldn't do that to another adult. We shouldn't be doing it to a child. But more importantly, it's domestic violence we're talking about. No adult should be hitting another. No adult should be slapping another. That's abusive. That's violent. It's never okay. But then we talk about the things that are a little more subtle, slamming things, throwing things near them. That is also violent. That is another form of abuse. It's a little less direct, but it has the same implications where it creates an unsafe environment where people don't feel cared for, where anxiety is spiked. And that is all under the rubric of domestic violence. We're working on stepping outside of that. No one should be doing that. No one should have to be up against that. So ask yourself, where might I as a partner be engaging in a form of violence? Or where might my partner be doing that? And I need to set boundaries, maybe start to talk about leaving, um, look at resources. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back kind of ways to help someone, ways to help ourselves, because tools and resources are a very, very important part of this. Um, so stick around for that. And then, of course, we're doing the DMs. So if you got a DM for us, a question or topic, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Otherwise, stick around and don't go anywhere. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right we're back and talking about domestic violence which you know these are never fun topics but it's important to talk about them make some people uncomfortable because they're sitting there and they're being called out when we talk about what are traits and signs of domestic violence and someone's like oh man that's me and their partner's sitting there thinking the same thing and we have to learn about ourselves or learn about our partners or have difficult conversations or you hear what we're about to talk about and you go home and say to your partner, listen, turns out some of the ways we're relating to each other are really toxic and um, abusive and, and it needs to stop. I, I, a lot of people, they're like, wow, that's a high bar. And it's like, yep, we should take seriously how we impact other people. If we are going to be in someone's life, they're bringing us into their life. They are in our care. And we do need to take that seriously. Um, make people better off from you having been in their life. And if you aren't able or willing to do that, take a break, take a pause. But I want to talk about what violence looks like. Cause again, some of these things are too normal. They've been normalized and it's not acceptable. We shouldn't be in relationships that have violence. So if these things exist, your relationship needs to be put on pause until some work healing and accountability are done. No one should be staying in a physically, emotionally, or psychologically violent relationship. And, you know, the physical violence is a little more, um, obvious and, and a lot of us are a lot more comfortable saying that shouldn't happen. Although some people normalize and say it only happened once or it wasn't that bad. It should never happen. Let me shock you by saying it should actually never happen. Yeah, there are, believe it or not, there are relationships where violence never occurs. Those are the ones you want to be a part of. Um, that isn't a normal part of a relationship. No one should ever hit you with something, throw something at you. We talk about these peripheral things that they call more implied violence, although it is violent. If someone's always slamming and throwing things around you, that's a form of physical violence. Even if it's not directly at you, no one should have to be in any kind of relationship where that kind of aggression exists. So if you are a partner where when you're upset, you're slamming things and throwing things and breaking things and punching things, you're engaging in a form of abuse and violence. That's threatening coercive behavior. You are dysregulated. And if you're with a partner who does that, you are in 
danger. It is not far for them to go from that to actually doing it at you or to you. If they're directly striking you or hitting you or smacking you or spanking you, um, again, I don't care if it's a child or an adult, that is called abuse and violence. If we can't do it to an adult, we can't do it to a child. So yeah, I'm folding in domestic, I'm talking about domestic violence, but I'm also talking about child abuse because abuse is abuse is abuse. The age or the gender doesn't change it. A woman hitting a man is violence and abuse. A man hitting a man is violence and abuse. A woman hitting a woman is violence and abuse. All genders have the capacity of having domestic violence in there. So again, if you are someone who's physically violent or with someone who is, stop the relationship and exit until healing and accountability are done. Um, but the same thing with emotional abuse. If you are threatening your partner, name calling your partner, putting down your partner, gossiping about your partner, humiliating your partner, you are not healthy enough to be in someone's life right now. If that's your coping mechanisms when you're upset, frustrated, let down, disappointed, or angry, you need to go work and grow and heal. If you're in a relationship with someone who does that, please exit immediately. You have a right to never be name called, gossiped about, or put down or humiliated. Our primary partners, our best friends, and our family members should in the very least be a safe space where we always feel loved, cared for, supported. A hundred percent. So I want you to know that if you're doing that, you are not healthy enough to be someone's partner or friend or family member right now. And if you are in a relationship with someone who's doing that, they are not healthy enough to be gifted a presence in your life. Call it out and step away. That's right. We've normalized some of the emotional and psychological abuse. We've gotten a little familiar with some of the put downs and name callings. That is unacceptable. That is abusive and that is violent. It needs to stop. I don't care. And it's never made okay. A parent shouldn't be name calling, putting down or spanking their kids. Two friends shouldn't be name calling, gossiping, putting each other down. Family members shouldn't. And dear God in heaven, primary adult partnerships absolutely shouldn't. That is domestic violence. Also, sexual abuse, sexual assault, forcing sexuality, coercing sex, manipulating sex, also abusive and violent. And then we have to talk about economic abuse, controlling access to money, spending money, spending your partner's money, not letting them have any control or awareness of family finances, threatening to withhold money is a form of violence and abuse and domestic violence. Um, those are the basics. This can happen to an older individual in your family, the same age, it, it's all the same. Um, and that's really heavy to sit with and that's really heavy to hear because you might be realizing all of that is happening or some of that happens sometimes. And part of the abuse cycle is that after this happens, the abuser often swoops in and love bombs and floods the partner with apologies and gifts. And I promise I'll never do that again. And that's how they keep you trapped and hooked because it might be really bad, but guess what? When it's good, it's so good, and that's what's confusing. That's the trap and the manipulation. It's just so good though. Ah, so I'm gonna stay, but it's also so bad. It should never be bad. It should only be good. Yes, relationships have struggles and issues and conflict, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It should never be abusive or violent, ever. Some people are like shocked to hear that. They're like, oh my God, I grew up in a family of violence. All I've ever known is violence, yeah. Heart, hurts my heart to know that it's so normal for you, but that should never be something that exists in any relationship you're a part of social, uh, romantic, sexual, familial, never should be there. Not at work. If your boss name calls or humiliates or puts you down, he's an abuser and he's acting from violence as well. Go to HR. So we need to be taking better care of ourselves. This is mental health. This is self-care. But again, it's domestic violence awareness month. So we're talking about all forms of violence, not just ones that happen within the household or between adult partners. So call this out, but first realize, are you someone who's doing those things? You need some help. You are not safe to be socializing with people if you're doing those things. 
And if your partner's doing that, you need to step out and step away. We're going to come back and talk about signs that maybe someone you care about is having this go on and then what to do, because that's also what we hear. What do I do if I think that's happening or I know that's happening with a friend or a family member? How can I be a support? So we're going to come back and talk about that. And then, like I said, we'll be doing some DMs. So if you got a question or a topic or something you want us to hit, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. That's where all that good stuff goes. Always anonymous, always confidential, helping others as you're helping yourself because someone else might be wondering the same darn thing. Otherwise, past episodes of the show over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down there for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share because it's all about that repetition. Got to hear those messages. Anyway, we'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around, y'all. All right, we're back and we're talking about the difficult topic of domestic violence, but I'm rounding it out and talking about all forms of relational and interpersonal violence, whether it's parent to child, adult to adult, friend to friend, family member to family member, because it's never okay. There's no situation in which it's okay. It doesn't matter the gender, the ages, the power dynamics. It's never okay. I see parents abuse children thinking it's okay, but they would never do that to another adult. The way they talk down, the way they hit, the way they shush. And then, of course, I see people do it. They're like, oh, well, we're both dudes. So what? We can be physically abusive? No. Oh, it's just a girl hitting a guy. I'm sorry. That's still actually illegal. That's an assault. And it's not okay because it's toxic. Men can be assaulted by women sexually and physically. And two guys can assault each other. So I want to make sure it's not about orientation or gender because violence is never made okay based on those factors. And we were talking about the different forms it shows up in, which for some people it's very normative. But this is a form of abuse and violence. Physically hitting someone, slamming and breaking things near them and around them. Um, name calling, making threats, putting your partner or someone down or humiliating them. That is abuse and violence emotionally and psychologically. That matters just as much as the physical and also economic abuse, withholding money, controlling money, um, sexual abuse, not honoring someone's sexual boundaries or consent or informed consent where you let someone know what they're coming in contact with. And that has to do also with STDs and STIs, letting someone have the information so they can make an informed consensual decision. If you withhold information, then they can't consent because they are not informed and aware of what they're actually stepping into. We do need to be thoughtful about how we interact with other people and the impact we have on them. A hundred percent. You are responsible for other people. That's the message we need to get out there. You're not just responsible for yourselves. So what happens sometimes though, is we have someone we care about and we're worried. We think maybe they're in an abusive relationship of some kind. And that usually shows up because dun, 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 we don't see the person as much. Or they're showing up with odd bruises or cuts or wounds and strange stories about it. Often you'll see them making excuses for their abusive partner. They don't know any better. They were upset. They were very stressed. It was my fault. It's never your fault. Abuse is never an appropriate response ever to anything. And yet you'll see someone do it over getting cut off in the car. Are you kidding me? It's wild the ways people will, will show their unhealth, their lack of health and their dysregulation. Um, maybe you actually see it in real time. You see the partner putting their, their, their loved one down, making fun of them, controlling them, stalking them, tracking them, having no boundaries. We have a right to boundaries and privacy. Even if you're my husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, best friend, I have a right to privacy and boundaries. You don't have a right to look in my journal. You don't have a right to go through my phone or my computer. You get to have privacy and boundaries, even with your husband or wife. Kids get to have boundaries and privacy with their parents, believe it or not. Yeah, shocker. 
employees get to have privacy boundaries from their bosses, like their weekends. Bosses, you don't have a right to demand work on an employee's weekend. That's their private time. You can you can offer it maybe, and they can say, no, thank you. I'm not looking to take that on. They should be able to bill you if they take it on, if it's after hours. That's a form of abuse. Let's talk more about work abuse. Having clients or having employees do work outside of their scheduled work hours is a form of violence and abuse. It's a misuse. It's control manipulation. Same thing with school. Saying to students, when you're not in school, here's a bunch of assignments I expect you to go home and do. That's a teacher or the school trying to control their free time and downtime. Weekends and evenings should be for friends, fun, and family. I want employers and the educational system to know that. We're not trying to live in burnout or stress or exhaustion. School should happen in school hours. Work should happen on work hours. Outside of that, leave us alone. We shouldn't be checking our work email or our school email for incoming things after hours. Only check, the, check them during work or school hours. Yeah, that's a mental health issue. I'll say that's one blue in the face. I know that's upsetting a lot of teachers and employers. I don't care. My job and my role is mental health. This is Domestic Violence Month. We're talking about all the forms of violence, and that's one of those forms. We need to do better. We need to do better. We have higher and higher rates of anxiety and depression. More and more people going on meds, thinking there's something wrong with their brains. There's nothing wrong with your brain. In fact, we're victim blaming by giving you a med. The issue is your boss, our capitalist system, maybe the violent relationship you're a part of, the toxic way your professor's running his class. Those are systems that you're at the mercy of that you're harmed by. You shouldn't have to take a medication or go into therapy to find a way to manage that. You need to exit those systems. I tell a lot of people that you need to leave that job. That's toxic. You need to leave that marriage or friendship. That's toxic. All the therapy in the world can't help you find a way to exist healthily within that. That is sometimes the answer. We have to cut our mom out. People say things like, it's your mom. That's right. But no one gives a pass with violence or toxicity. And that's a hard thing for us to recognize. But we have a right to always prioritize our mental health, just like we do our physical health. If it would not be okay if there was a physical example, it shouldn't be okay if there's an emotional or psychological example. All right, we're gonna come back, we're gonna do some DMs, and then we're gonna talk about what are the resources? What can we do to help ourselves or to help someone else? What can we offer someone if we think that they're struggling? Because we can't control other people's behavior. All we can do is look at ourselves and make the decisions. We can make recommendations, we can offer, but we can't change, we can't force. So we're gonna talk about what we can do, we're gonna do some DMs first. If you got a question for us, a topic, put in the DMs on our Loveland IG page. We are channelq.com is where you wanna to go to check out past episodes. Stick around though, we got a lot more important stuff to come. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back, y'all. So don't go anywhere. Stick around. All right, y'all, we are back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Let's Sliding into the DMs. Let's see what y'all got for me tonight. I swear sometimes it's like a grab bag. You know those things where you kind of like, <laughs> do these even exist anymore? There's like a brown bag. Where were these at? I can't even remember, but you would like pay a certain amount of money and you didn't know what was in the brown bag and you just kind of got what you got. Where where was that? Was that around Christmas time or Halloween or anywho? Here's what we got. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, I'm feeling like I'm giving too much mental space to the last person I dated. A lot of people do that. What often happens is when there's an absence or a lack in our lives, our brains think back to the last thing we had and 
we kind of often mourn its loss or miss its absence until maybe we move forward and find something we like just as much or just as meaningful, kind of like a job. If your job list, you think back to the job you just had and you're like, oh man, I loved this. I, I didn't love that. Maybe I should have stayed. But it's fine. As soon as you find something you like as much or more, you're good. Back to your question, you said, we were only dating for about six months. It's okay. Don't say only. Six months is a long time. Six months is long enough to build them into your identity, to attach to maybe develop the idea of a hopeful future with them. We never want to shame the amount of time. That doesn't determine how deep the attachment is. It's kind of like grief and loss. People will say, oh, you didn't even know that person. You know, the death of a celebrity or a figure. Why are you sad? Well, psychologically, I knew them very well. You might have followed their career, read articles about them, watched interviews. They might have held a special meaning to you. And so grief and loss can happen around anything. It doesn't have to be a in real time relationship or it doesn't have to even been someone you met. Um, mental health is often very symbolic or philosophical. Anyway, back to your question. We dated six months and we were not official in any way, strictly dating. Okay. doesn't matter. Your, your brain, nervous system, and psychology will attach. They don't say, ah, this isn't, this isn't serious. Don't attach. Don't attach. We might attach anyway. Um, but for some reason, can't get this person out of my head. Well, I'll tell you the reason they developed meaning. Anything that is consistent, meaningful, familiar, you're going to notice its absence. <laughs> That's why. Anyway, you said we have no communication, but I almost hope sometimes I run into them so they can see me. Certain songs remind me of them. It's weird because I moved on. Can't get them out of my head. What is that? Well, I told you. We can form attachments based on consistency, familiarity, uh, fusing our identity, spending time with them, and our brain has memory. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Bad thing is our memory is associative. Any smell we smell that reminds us of them, we will be brought back and feel feelings. Any place we might have gone to with them, a song. That's one of the beautiful things about having moved away or on or have lost someone is that those memories allow us to spend time with them. I love when something reminds me of my father who's no longer physically with us. He's still very much present psychologically, emotionally, symbolically. I don't believe that when people die, they're quote unquote gone. They're just no longer here in physical material form. They're still very present in other ways. I talked about this on the show before. I spend time with my dad all the time, looking at photos, listening to music, thinking about him, talking to him. Yep. I talk to him. Sure do. So our brains have memory and that's a beautiful thing because we can again have them brought back into our lives by an association, a sound, a smell, a, a feeling. And um, that's what's happening. So it might continue to happen. Try to find a sweetness to that. I know sometimes it's heavy if it's at the wrong time or in the wrong place that we're reunited with someone through memory and associations. Um, soften into that and allow that. That's just how our brains work. It's a protective mechanism that sometimes is used against us or, you know, again, like I said, in beautiful ways where we get to have that person present in our lives again. So that's what that is. We are at the mercy of it. Soften in and allow, focus on moving forward. Don't help it. <laughs> Don't work against yourself by thinking a lot or going on their social media or talking about them a lot. That's a way to really keep those connections strong and tight. So do take a break from them as a topic. But that's part of forming relationship is you might be building them in longer term than you want. It's just how it goes, you know?
All right, so if you got a question for us, put it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, on our Loveline IG page, on the Loveline IG page. Oh my God, it's been a long day. Put your questions in there, topics in there. Again, that's the Loveline IG page. And if you want to uh, check out past episodes of the show, they're always there, podcasted over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share. And that's how you can spend more time with me on my social media, reading my books, or listening to the podcast. Anywho, we got a whole lot more to come. So uh, don't leave me. I'll stick around. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right, so we're back, and we're talking about a very difficult topic. Talking about domestic violence, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I want to use that as a time to talk about violence in general. Um, all violence is unacceptable. It doesn't matter what the genders of the people are or what their relationship to each other is. Cops should not be enacting violence on citizens. Teachers should not be violently giving assignments where students aren't able to relax and have fun on their night times off or the weekends. Have those things done during school time. Bosses should not be reaching out or requesting things to be done when clients, when, when employees are off the clock, um, you can offer it and then they can bill you for it. That's right. They should bill you for that time. Like that, these are acts of violence. I'm working with people in my office that are literally living in burnout, completely stressed out, spiking rates of depression, anxiety, spiking use of medications to try to find a way to exist in these toxic, abusive, violence, violence systems. I will call them out till I'm blue in the face. That is my job as someone who's a mental health advocate. And a lot of people are all about hashtag mental health awareness and doing all this stuff, but then they don't actually want to do the hard work and get their hands dirty. But you gotta. So if you want to actually be an activist for mental health, prioritize it. Have assignments done during school time. Say when you're not at school, go do self-care. Have fun, joy, pleasure, leisure, rest. Employer, same thing. Have an awesome weekend. Don't check your emails till you're back in the office on Monday. It's a job. It's school, it shouldn't be taking people down, but neither should your marriage or your family relationship or your social relationship. If there's any violence, physical, emotional, or psychological, get out, hard line. Anyone who's name calling, puts you down, humiliates or gossips, or if you do that, you are not healthy enough to be in people's lives right now. Go work on yourself. And if someone else is doing it, cut them out. It shouldn't have to only be physical violence where we start to take care of ourselves. We are worthy of taking care of ourselves and pushing back on all forms of violence, regardless of who's doing it. Children, protect yourself from your parents if your parents put you down, name call, are homophobic, transphobic, racist, whatever it is, set boundaries. I know it's easier said than done. The more you do it, the more familiar it gets, the more you realize how healthy someone is. When you set a boundary with someone, their response to that boundary shows you how healthy they are. We have to set it first and then we have to hold it. Healthy people will be like, I got it. Thank you for taking care of yourself. Unhealthy people will push back and challenge it and try to attack it. Walk away from those people. We are taking care of ourselves moving forward, A plus in it because you are worth having only healthy people and systems around you to the best of your capacity. So we were talking about all the different forms of violence. We are calling it out. We're calling it out in ourselves. We're calling it out in our partners, our friends, our family members. We're calling it out at work. We're calling it out at school. We're calling it out in our parents. We're calling it out in the police force. We're calling it out in all systems and institutions. Now, what do you do if you think someone you care about is trapped in one of these systems. Because remember, the abuse system is after things are really heinous and the abuse happens, they swoop in and they love bomb you. They do all these things that are loving, complimentary, apologies as a way to keep you trapped and hooked. And then they do it again. And the hook is when it's bad, it's bad. But 
when it's good, it's so great that you get confused by that. It should never include the darker abusive components. It actually can always just be good. We can have a friend who only takes care of us, talks well of us, and looks out for us. Yes, believe it or not, you can be in a romantic partnership or marriage where you have each other's backs and there's love, care, and support, and trust. Shocking to many, I know. Yes, you can have a parent that would never hit you, name call, spank you, or put you down. Be a better parent. If I'm talking about you, be a better boss, be a better friend, be a better loved one, care about the impact you have on others. There's no role in the world that makes you no longer responsible for how you impact people. If you're a server, it matters. The table you're waiting on should be respectful of you. You should be respectful of them. It never matters what the role or identity is of the person. We're responsible for everyone. Imagine what mental health would be like in our world if we actually prioritized and centered that. So what do you do? If you think a loved one is there, well, you offer resources, care, and support. You don't judge, you don't make demands, and you don't make it about you because people will do that. If you don't leave, we can't be friends. I'm sorry, boo. You're not the one in the domestic violence relationship. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's hard for you to hear about it or know about it so it's, 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 it's a, or have awareness of it, but it's not about you. I need you to still be my friend if I'm not ready to leave. We don't abandon people when they're in their struggle. We don't abandon people because they relapsed or can't stop using. We don't abandon people because they're in a relationship we don't support. That isn't the route we go. We toughen up, we grow up, we ground, we, we dig our heels in and we stick around for them. When people are struggling, they need you more. Don't make it about you. Because the stages of change help us understand that not everyone's ready to step into action and solution. Just because a problem has been identified, just because solutions have been identified, doesn't mean people are ready to step into action. Just because someone says, I want to start going to the gym tomorrow, doesn't mean they will. Just because someone says, I want a healthy relationship or they need to get sober, doesn't mean they will. A lot of people spend time in what we call the contemplation stage, which means they need more time assessing it, thinking about it, normalizing it, being familiar with it before they do it. That stage can last months or years. It's not about it happening on your timetable at your comfort. So stick around. We're going to talk more about that because we need to learn how to be better supports and allies for people in our lives that are struggling because often we make it about us. Stick around. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All right, y'all, we're back. And yeah, I'm getting heavy handed on this because violence is unacceptable. It doesn't matter who it's coming from. It doesn't matter what their job is, their role is, what their position is, their identity, their gender. It's not acceptable. And we're not allowing that to happen anymore. It doesn't matter. And we're calling out, we're calling it out on all levels. It shouldn't, you know, there's not a context in which it makes sense. And what we're really zeroing in on is how do we be a better support system or ally for someone who's struggling? And I'm trying to point out that it isn't about you, but people will do that. They're like, I'm so sick of hearing about your relationship. Oh my God. Imagine what it's like to be in it. When people are struggling and they need us more, calm down. I know it's hard to hear or witness, but but that is part of us being in someone's life is, is companioning and, and holding space for them when they are struggling. And, and, and I was trying to build empathy by pointing out that just because someone's identified change is necessary doesn't mean they're ready to step into solution and action. It's called the stages of change. And we know that most people will spend a certain amount of time in what we call 
the contemplation stage, which means they're thinking about it, getting motivation, figuring it out, looking at options, processing it, imagining it, maybe role-playing it, considering everything, building up the motivation. That can be weeks, months, or years. Not everyone who's like, I want to move, moves right away. Not everyone who wants to go back to school signs up that night. Not everyone who's in a domestic violent relationship leaves within an hour. I wish they would. I wish anyone who thinks they need to get sober steps right into it, but sometimes it takes more time. And we need people around us that love us and care about us to stick around through those times. In fact, we demonstrate how good of a friend, family member, or partner we are based on whether or not we stick around through difficult times. We can't bounce every time someone's struggling because we're frustrated or tired of hearing about it or wish they would just do it already. It's not about you. Stop being self-centered and make it about them and meet them where they're at. Ready? Hear it again. Meet them where they're at. Shush and listen. So this is what you can do though. Ready? Start to use the real language. It sounds like you're in an abusive marriage. I'm really sorry to hear that your husband abuses you. Tell me more. Start to talk about it honestly as what it, as what it is. Help them identify it as what it is. That's a very scary first step to realize I'm an abuser or I'm being abused. Because some of this work is realizing you're the abuser. Call out your family member or friend or partner if you hear them talking about abuse by saying, you're actually being an abuser, mom. Every time you hit or put down little Johnny because you're transphobic, you're, in, you're engaging in violence. You say to a best friend, wow, you went through your partner's phone. That's a form of emotional abuse. You shouldn't do that. Wow, you, you know, um, name call your wife when you're upset, that's you being a domestic violence. That's engaging in domestic violence. You need to stop that. We need our support team to call out the abusers. We need to be called out. We need to call ourselves out. I want people listening to identify the times where they're abusive. Do you name call? Do you gossip? Do you put down? Do you slam, throw, and break things around people? That's a form of abuse. People are shocked to believe that there's a world in which we calm down and we lovingly say, I'm angry at you. Can we talk about it? People are shocked to believe that there's a world in which we can settle down and say, you let me down when you showed up late. Can we talk about it? Talk about things. People are on your side if they're in a relationship with you. Learn how to bring up difficult conversations. Learn how to stay calm and soft. Back to the bigger point. We need to call people out. We need to give people resources so that whenever they are ready, they know what to do. Give them the number of a hotline. Give them the, domestic, the National Domestic Violence Hotline. 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-7233. Help them get medical care for their wounds. Let them know I'm in this with you. I'm here. I'll take you to the hospital and I'll, we'll talk about resources. I'm not going to demand or tell you what to do and I'm not going to stop being your friend if you stay in this. You need to leave, but I know it takes time. I'm on this journey with you. Let's keep talking about it. That's what you do. You also help them make a safety plan. Because it only gets worse, it doesn't get better. Hear me say that again. It doesn't get better, it gets worse. How do we predict future behavior? Past behavior. They've been hit and slam and name call when they're upset. Most likely that's what they'll continue to do. That we can bet on, not the opposite. So we make a safety plan. A safe place for you to go, a safe way for you to get there, so you can take care of yourselves when it, so you can take care of yourself if it happens again or when it happens again. Maybe you offer that safe place. Also talk about saving the evidence. Take pictures of your injuries. Document the day and time. Record things if you can. Write them down. Save those emails. Save those text messages. Save the evidence. Unfortunately, sometimes you're going to have to use that if you decide to go certain routes to defend your position that it happened. 
Keep talking to people you trust. Talk to as many people as you can about it. You need support when you're supporting someone. You need somewhere to go to process what it feels like to watch someone you care about be in a domestic violence situation and maybe not ready to leave. You need someone to talk to if you realize you're the abuser. Get into some therapy. Hi, I need to book a session. I engage in violence with my partner or my loved one. I wanna be a better parent. I wanna be a better friend. Teachers, hold each other accountable. Let's stop giving them these crazy assignments to do over the weekends when they should be resting and doing other things. Like, come on, let's hold everyone accountable. Let's do better. Call it out. Speak up. More care and compassion. Um, and then finally, depending, you want to talk about getting a restraining order to maybe protect yourself. Making the legal system aware of this dynamic is definitely going to help your case down the road if, if when things get worse. I don't. I don't want things to escalate in a way they don't have to, but if you're in an abusive situation, you want it documented. You want the you you also might want to again get the legal system involved as a way to protect you. Um, that's unfortunate, but that's the outcome we sometimes have to have. And then of course, 911 if there's immediate danger. You know? So that's what that's what we can offer people um, if they're not in immediate danger. Excuse me. All right, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about how to be a support network, what we can do, what's available. I really just want to normalize this topic. I want to give it some languaging. I want to clarify what it is, and I want to get people talking more about this. That's all I hope. So already that's happening. Keep this conversation going. Call it out when you see it and label it as what it is. Let's stop sweeping it under the rug or softening it. Any boundary violations, any forms of abuse, misuses of power in any structure, the family, work, school, interpersonal, romantic, we're calling it out within social circles. Let's be the friends that don't gossip and put each other down. We're knocking that stuff off. Stick around, more to come. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we're back and we're just finishing up our discussion of domestic violence. It's just, uh, excuse me, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We are looking at violence in all the different institutions and systems in which it can exist. We are not just looking at the interpersonal or between adults. This exists between all ages, groups, genders, and in many different systems in our lives. Um, we shouldn't let any system off the hook. There's no system in which abuse or violence is okay, and yet I see it happening at the office between bosses and employees. You should hear the stuff some of my patients come in my practice telling me are happening. It's unacceptable. Some of the students I'm working with, the way their professors or teachers are being manipulative on power trips, trying to take up space in their off-the-clock lives, their downtime is their time. I, I tell everyone, protect your downtime. Downtime is not free time. It's not like, oh, well, you have Saturday off, so I guess I can just give you a bunch of work to do. No, no, no. That's actually book solid with downtime, rest and leisure. That is more important. So please protect your downtime. Downtime is not free time. I want people to work less, work less, more leisure, more fun, more pleasure, more joy, more socialization, more of that, less work. Now, back to domestic violence though. If someone is in that situation, we're talking about giving them resources, giving them numbers, giving them um, helping support them getting some medical care, uh, tracking signs of abuse, learning what the abuse is, the local resources we talked about, staying close and connected, keeping that conversation going, sharing with those individuals specifically what you're seeing or hearing that's making you nervous because they might be too familiar of a normalized and, and you know an abusive system or process helping them plan for safety. If it happens again, when it happens again, here's where you can go, here's what you can do. Really hammering that out. In times of distress, we are not gonna be able to put those pieces together and think clearly enough. 
And more importantly, we're not judging. We're not judging ourselves. We're not judging other people. Meaning we're not judging them because of what they're ready or able to do. We're meeting people where they're at. We're not shaming our friends or family members because they're not ready to just step into solution right away. We're saying, I know it's hard. I'm here for you. It's going to be a journey. This is what we're going to do. And off we go. Um, some people have a history of having been around a lot of violence. And so they're way too familiar and they think that they're too resilient or they think it isn't bad enough. And so we have to stay with them. We have to educate, we have to support. But again, even on these lower levels, I want us all to eradicate the lower levels of violence. And that's why I said like with social circles, tell your friends, let's not be that group of friends that mocks people and gossips and puts each other down. Like let's be the kind of friends that celebrate and lift each other up. Let's not be snarky. Let's not do pile-ons. Um, and some romantic relationships are like that as well, where I'm like, wow, you guys have really normalized taking low blows and, and really leaning on soft spots that we should be protecting. You know, your partner feels bad about certain things and I'm hearing you weaponize that like, oh my God, they're in your care. Come on. So like, let's look at all the systems we're a part of. Let's look at all the social worlds we're a part of and say, where might I be harming others? Where might I be toxic as a parent? Am I abusing and misusing my child? Am I talking down to them, putting them down? Am I not supporting who they are? Am I engaging in forms of violence and punishment, but somehow calling it parenting? Let's look at the people that work for us, with us, or around us. Are we doing that to colleagues, coworkers, subordinates? Let's look at that within the, the educational system because I see it happening there too. And more importantly, well, not more importantly, but equally as important, let's look at it again in our adult relationships. Just because you're an adult, just because it's between two gay men doesn't mean it's not violent or abusive or toxic because I see that happen. Oh, it's just two dudes. Oh my God. Or a woman hitting a man as though that somehow isn't violence. It is. It's illegal. That's, that's an assault charge. They, they don't say, well, what was the gender? Just like, you know, with addiction, we don't say, but how much? Oh, it wasn't enough. You're not an addict. No, it's, we look at the impact. Harm happened. That therefore harm happened, you know? So I want us to be more sensitive. I don't think we're sensitive enough. Just like when I call out comedians, you're engaging in violence. It's not excused because you chose this made up label of comedian, thereby it doesn't what harm? It does. All forms of violence support and, 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 and push further all forms of violence. We have to eradicate racism and homophobia and transphobia and fat phobia and classism and sex worker phobia. Just saw a movie the other day and there were like all these sex worker jokes and it's like, that's violence and harm. Everyone has worth, everyone is valid, everyone is legitimate. Their job identity doesn't invalidate anyone. And your role in someone's life, if you're abusive or toxic, isn't made okay because you're like, ah, oh, but I'm the dad. Uh, you have even more responsibility on your shoulders then. Oh, but I'm the boss. You have even more responsibility on your shoulders then. You know what I'm saying? Like, take that seriously. You're never let off the hook. So we're calling it out, we're naming it for what it is. If it's abusive, call it abusive. When it's violence, call it violence. It's not gossiping, it's violence. It's not name calling, it's violence. Slamming and breaking things, it's violence. Misusing your power, that's violence. <laughs> Truly, and we're gonna start to call it that because we're gonna actually be mental health centered, which is what we all claim to want to do. So Dr. D's got your back, not backing off, not backing down. When we come back there, we're gonna do some DMs. So if you got a question for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, questions, topics, things you want us to hit, circle back, drop deeper into. Always anonymous, always confidential, helping others as you're helping yourself. And then past episodes of the show, always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share because it's all about the unlearning and relearning because the quality of your life is based on the quality of what you're practicing. Stick around though, more to come. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris 
on Channel Q and on Odyssey. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, so we are back and uh, time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. DMs come from our Love Line LG page. Put your questions in there topics you want us to hit things you want us to circle back drop deeper into it's kind of where all the good stuff happens so um like i said put it all in there all right um the next question asks us hey dr chris my name is mary i've been trying to talk to my partner about how i've been feeling and it just hasn't seemed to be working whenever i express my feelings it feels like a constant uphill battle tell my partner something like it would be nice if we could be more thoughtful to each other and continue to show our love instead of getting stuck in the same routine then my partner will come back and turn it on me about how i never tell them what i need and how they feel like they can't get anything right so then i apologize i try to forget that the conversation even happened oh it's that cycle y'all try not to let it bother me but it's been building up and I'm getting frustrated okay here's the deal we, I would say this without knowing a lot more, and I have tons of questions. I would say, stop asking and just start doing. Be the change you want to see. If you want more love, care, and softness in difficult times, then start doing that. We are a system when we're in a relationship with someone, with your friend, with your brother, with your colleague, with your loved one. And what we contribute to that system shifts the entire system. If every time you have a conflict, you are staying compassionate, you are staying at a zero and not escalated and you are staying soft and kind that will change how they approach you because they will then start to anticipate softness it will settle down their nervous system we yes we can absolutely impact another person's nervous system and their anxiety or energy and it will shift their response so just do it stop asking do it it's like i say to people all the time if you want a more romantic relationship start being more romantic if you want a more kind relationship, start being kind. Don't ask your partner for it. Just do it. And if they're continuing to be harsh, which they will be for a while because it takes time for change to happen, you still stay soft. And inevitably, it will soften them. 
because it seems like they're hung up on what you used to do. Do it enough moving forward where that is their new experience of you, that is what they expect of you, and that it becomes all they know of you. It is gonna take a lot more than one time, three times, five times, or a whole week of it. Build it in for a few months. Become that person. Be the change. Shift the system. Respond to them differently. Approach them differently. Come in loving at a zero. Stay loving at a zero or one or two. If you feel yourself getting escalated, regulate and calm down and you will have the relationship you want. However, if after doing that for a few months, it has no impact on them, then you have a different scenario because now you've done all you can do and you're at the mercy of who they are and you have to decide, is that acceptable for me? And then you can really go to them saying, listen, this is what I need from you. And they won't be able to say, yeah, but you always, because that's no longer true. And then you can maybe get into some couples work. Maybe that partner can get into some individual work or you say, this isn't healthy enough for me anymore, but be that change first. And you have to circle that block a few times. You can't do it once or for a week and say, look, no, it's ongoing. You're trying to give them a corrective experience of you. And that takes time for them to start to uh, shift and get rid of and dismantle how they used to see you. Because every time we have an interaction with someone, they're going to take that interaction and move it forward and build it in. And that's how they're going to see us and how they're going to feel about us when we come towards them. Be part of that change. And that's what's beautiful. Thankfully, we can change entire systems based on just changing ourselves. That's what's great. It doesn't mean it will always work, but at least we can then pull ourselves out of the, uh, out of the, um, uh, we can then at least point the finger. Let me say it like that. Because until we've done our work, we can't even point the finger at someone else. And I always say it to clients, once you come in and you tell me that you've A-plused it, then we can start to talk about what they're doing or not doing. But until then, you still got work to do. Focus on that first. You know, it's like get your yard clean and then we'll worry about how dirty the neighbor's yard is. <laughs> All right, y'all, that is our show. If you got a question for us, always anonymous, always confidential. Other people may be wondering the same thing as well. So you're helping them as you help yourself. Put all those questions, topics you want us to hit in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. It's always open, y'all. So um, past episodes of the show, because I want you to take me with you on a journey. <laughs> and we need to relearn and unlearn. And that's a really beautiful way to do it is the repetition. Or maybe there's just something you want to re-listen to. So go back to uh, wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen and share. Otherwise, be kind to yourselves and to those around you. Drop the bar. We're given 70% max so as to not live in burnout. As always, thanks for hanging out with me, y'all. And you enjoy the rest of your night. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Jesse is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Thank <laughs> you.